Hey, how you doing? Hello. Excellent. Yeah. I was just bragging about how productive I've been at work the past two days. Yeah. Well, and you've been productive. We just finished our exercise class that we do with our friend we Ben. We did just finish our exercise class. And our friend. <laughs> our friend Ben. <laughs> and our friend Bryce, friend of the podcast. Uh, I, Bryce is more than just a friend. He's going to love this because... I mean, he is our awards correspondent. Awards correspondent, obviously. I was going to say Ben is more than just a friend, which is to say, Ben Aldis from Peloton, I'm in love with you. It's so funny that the two of you were crushing on him because, like, like, I've taken maybe one of his, one other class of his, and it was another, like, 2000s rock ride. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I can, like... I've done his stretching. Oh, (laughs) Okay, well, that feels a little mm. bit more intimate. It is. It is. It really is. That is that what you and Darcy did? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we did a Maddie Majacomo stretch and a Ben Aldis stretch. How How are those? And a slowfo yoga. Yeah, uh, I haven't done anything besides the cycling classes and some of the core classes. So, I do have. Um, my like goals for the month I want to take a live class mm-hmm. I actually looked at taking the mm-hmm. class we took today live because it was like at 12 30 my yeah. time um mm-hmm. and then I also want to try out the bike boot camp but then I also want to mm-hmm. try out something else because I know they have bar which I used to love to do bar um should they have like pilates and all other kinds of shit that I would enjoy so it's one of my goals for the month yep excellent Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I'll support you. How was your weekend? It was good. I went to the mountains, and me and my sister were calling it a retreat, uh, which was just we went to the mountains and drank wine. Oh, that's so fun. Twilight Saga Eclipse. Why did you just watch uh, one? And then she would get angry at me. Oh, because <laughs> this is a great, it's a great question. Because you have to rent them. And she was like, I, and we were renting them on my dad's Amazon and we did Venmo him for it. But, um, then we were like, then she was like, I don't think we should rent the other, like, cause there's two more. And like me and my sister obviously live very different lives because I was immediately like, what are you talking about? Of course we just rent them all. Yeah. Like, I, I would just do a marathon. The question. You... <laughs> we're going to watch all the Twilight movies. But then we got distracted and Darcy really want to watch the family stone. So then we also watched the family stone. Okay. But it worked out because then I got pulled into Sundance stuff on my phone because, you know, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I would have assumed you would have just watched all of the Twilight movies starting from the beginning and then just had it on as background noise. Right. So we recently, so, I mean, I was foolish to not bring the DVDs because I obviously have the DVDs. (laughs) Um, But I, we, when I got my projector, we watched Twilight Mm. and then we both elected, you know what? I think we can jump right past New Moon because we really wanted to get to Eclipse and then she was like, I kind of want to take a break. And I famously watched Breaking Dawn 1 and 2 last year, and they really got to me. So uh, I didn't force my force the situation. But I do, like, if I had the extra time this weekend, I would watch well, Breaking Dawn 1 and 2. And I think that this is an important conversation because you recently added something very important to your personal collection. Would you like to discuss? Mm-hmm. And you did use the word important twice in that sentence, uh, which is the word I would use. Uh, <laughs> yes, I um, purchased a, a collectible Edward Cullen Barbie. Uh, from Twilight. Because I saw it, and I, I think you sent it from, of course, from Twilight. Um, well, I meant like the OG Twilight it, movie. Right? Like the collection. Yeah, it was a tweet, and it yes. was about like how like absolutely deranged it was to have all of the Barbies or something. It was so funny. And I remember we were all like, they have Twilight Barbies? Like, how did we miss this? Mm-hmm. And then I figured they would be like a right. billion dollars on eBay because, you know, people are trying to make a buck out right. there. Can't blame them. Uh, and then you found them on Amazon and they were like $25. And you asked me if you should do it. And I'm like, honestly, honestly, anything less than $50, I think is like a good goof. <laughs> It was it was only twenty dollars, and I will say I ask. I mean, in typical Megan Swell fashion, I'll ask people a question, and 
I mean, before you had said yes, I had already purchased it, you know? <laughs> but I texted my sister also, and I was like, Darcy, do you think I should get this? She was like, no. And I was like, oh, well, I am. So I'm the enabler. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, this is uh, actually, let me, he's in the corner of the room, so let me go grab him so that this is, I understand this is an audio medium, but Nor has to see it. Yeah, I've only seen him via photo, and, you know, my favorite thing about these Twilight Barbies is that we were, I was looking at the Amazon page for this Edward, and the reviews are absolutely unhinged. People are talking about how sparkly his skin is, which is something that, he is huge. Uh, he's. I didn't know how big Barbies were. I guess like, he's bigger than I mean, the I have average. A, I was never really a Barbie kid, and yeah, he's he's huge. He is very sparkly. Like in this light, he's extremely sparkly. Although I did notice it's only on face and chest. If you like check his ankles, no they sparkle. Che- Something to think about. They cheaped um, out on the sparkle. <laughs> I figured they would like just dust it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's definitely like a a post molding or do you think that that, that's part of Um, the text do you think that stephanie meyer can we reach out to stephanie meyer and ask if edward cullen's ankles are sparkly i mean i have to believe they are based on like (laughs) everything we know logically based using my common (laughs) using Educated guesses. I would guess that Mattel was being lazy as opposed to <laughs> Stephanie Meyer being a specific. A lot of in the reviews, uh, which we, we knew it was bigger because a lot of the reviews, there was one that said how meaty he was, which we all, <laughs> oh, we died. That, I didn't like that at all. And then people were talking about how his clothes uh, are oversized on a normal Ken doll and therefore how Ken's clothes do not fit Edward. To which I would say, well, the why other thing is, would you mix it up? Um, his clothes are like tacked down. Like I couldn't. Oh, you can't I undress him. Just robe. <laughs> I could, but I would need like a seam puller, <laughs> and I'm not willing to. Like I want to keep him near mint. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it'd be really funny if you got like a, a Volvo car. For him? Oh my gosh, I should Lego build him a Volvo. <laughs> there are Lego cars. You should do that. I think that'd be hilarious. I um, should do that. It would be funny. The question is, is are you going to complete the collection? Um, thank you so much for asking. Absolutely not. Um, Twenty dollars. Number one. Gift number this. one shelf space. There. <laughs> number two. I think like if I were to pick. I mean, don't get me wrong, when I saw that they had an Edward from his wedding and he's wearing a little tuft and that's the only one that's like, of course, $90. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, no, I feel like I went with the original. Uh, he comes on a little stand that's Twilight branded. Oh, my God. Uh, he comes with that certificate of authenticity, which I did think was, <laughs> I mean, it's objectively the funniest thing I've ever done. Um, Do you, could you imagine I, if you... He's so weird looking. <laughs> yeah, he's not handsome. <laughs> No, he's really scary. <laughs> Which, I mean, Robert Pattinson is kind of a weird-looking man. I know, but it doesn't look it doesn't like Robert look Pattinson. Like Robert I mean, Pattinson. I I would guess that Robert Pattinson would not be that committed to having the doll look exactly like him. So I'm sure they sent this over to someone, and they were just like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Robert Pattinson was invested <laughs> in having his likeness transformed on a Barbie doll. Um, I do. He's wearing a little peacoat. <laughs> I do love to think about the idea of in your dream world, you becoming friends with Robert Pattinson, or you know, through like mm-hmm. a friend of a friend, and you're like, yeah, guys, come back to my place, like we can hang out for a bit. And Robert Pattinson stumbling mm-hmm. upon this Twilight Barbie doll and the horror that would ensue. Right. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I think we can all agree that me and Robert, like Robert Pattinson, would not like me, which is absolutely a symptom of most of the celebrities I'm into. Um, and the other thing is, I I think anyone that I'm comfortable enough, that I know well enough to invite over to my house, would not be surprprised by. Oh, me absolutely. I mean, item, you have a you know? life size so, cut out of Skeet Ulrich from. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of reasons why this would be concerning for Robert to see in my apartment. I, it's, it might not be top three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I, 
I do think it's sad, but I don't think Robert Pattinson would really care for any of us in our friend group. No, I. It's and it's not. It's not us. It's him. And that only makes me want to be friends with him more. <laughs> and that's a me problem. But I do stand by that I think that you and Ben Schwartz would get along. Because me and Ben Schwartz would absolutely get along. Yeah. That's why you think that. There are plenty of people who wouldn't like me, and I'm okay with that. Because me and Ben Schwartz would just, I mean, like a house on fire in <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Any, any other updates you want to provide? Um I'm trying to think of any. No, honestly, looking at the Robert Pattinson doll has. <laughs> He's not a Robert Pattinson wiped doll. Wiped my brain clean. He's an Edward Cullen. <laughs> You're right. Looking at the the Edward Cullen from Twilight One doll has, yeah, absolutely smoothed my brain, and I have probably nothing else intelligent to add to this whole podcast. I have to turn him away from me, otherwise, I'm just gonna keep staring at him. <laughs> I mean, that's how Bella felt. Okay, now. He was so beautiful. Now, I know. I'm, oh, my God, I'm just like Bella. <laughs> the back of his hair is, like, even weirder, though. Okay, we're done. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm just like Bella. <laughs> please, please don't be. Every, every tween girl in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anywho, uh, trying to think of celebrity updates, talks. That's where, you know... Celebrity updates. Sweet. Did you see that Dustin Diamond passed? I did. Which, I mean, I feel like he's been going through a rough thing, so it didn't really... Well, I remember like a month ago it was announced that he had washed over me. really advanced stage cancer, and but it didn't say what it was. So he was diagnosed in January, or at least that's when the public became known of it. And then, yeah, he passed um, yesterday. What else is there? We'll just breeze right past that. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Chambers has spoken. Re-Army Hammer drama, if you're mm, following that. Uh, it was very predictable. So Who isn't following that? We're all following that. <laughs> well, now we're giving, like, weekly updates, so it is what it is. Uh, A-Rod <laughs> might have cheated on J-Lo and is apparently, like, always in other girls' DMs, which is just very confusing to me because we all saw Hustlers. Um, right. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's this like is, a... This is news to me and to... It's a whole thing because uh, the show Southern Charm just had their uh, cast reunion. And one of the characters mm-hmm. was talking about one of the other girls on it, or one of the girls on it. And he made a comment about how she, like, flew to Miami and apparently... I didn't watch it. Flew to Miami and slept with a married ex-MLB player. And everyone was like, well, him and J-Lo, A-Rod and J-Lo aren't married, but A-Rod follows her on Instagram and he's liked her posts before and they were at like the same hotel at the same time, dude, which you could tell from like Mm. social mediaing, which I'm also like, who the fuck is flying around to hook up with A-Rod during a pandemic? In this economy? (laughs) It's like, whatever. (laughs) Um, So that'll be interesting if anything becomes of that because... I want to be Jennifer Lopez, but not if her I mean, partner like, is cheating on her. Well, and I just like as much as uh, Jennifer Lopez is incredible and Hustlers is amazing and you know flawless, I just could not give two shits about it. No, <laughs> like, I remember the only thing that makes him interesting to me is that he's with J Lo. <laughs> well, he like dated Madonna. He's like dated a bunch of like Cameron Diaz, Madonna. Uh, Kate Hudson, I remember because uh, him and Derek Jeter, I only knew about them because of like the celebrities they dated. I don't like I watch fucking baseball. Um, but anyway, I forgot about Derek Jeter. Yeah, he's uh, he's married uh, to a Sports him. Illustrated model. Um, anywho, we should we should pivot away from sports. Yeah, so we don't lose all our followers. Yeah, like sports. I was gonna say you <laughs> next week we're gonna be talking Sundance because uh, we're making things a little classier around here, and we're publishing our schedule <laughs> yeah. a month in or at the beginning Ooh. of the month, which mostly just means that we have to commit to things a little bit earlier, which isn't too hard. Um, mm-hmm. But. Sometimes we are like, oh, we'll talk about this thing, and then neither of us really like the movie or the TV show, and then we're like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that. So this is the <laughs> things that we're doing for you all. 
Um, but so yeah, we'll talk about Sundance next week because you've been watching a ton of movies from Sundance. We both watched Judas and the Black Messiah last night via Sundance. We did. Um, mm. And yeah, and then Gold Park City is beautiful this time of year. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, and then <laughs> Golden Globes nominations are coming out tomorrow. I know. Next week is going to be like, I mean, it's going to feel like full award season. Like, yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, I, we all know that I am the worst type of person in the entire world. So my favorite thing to do is to watch movies before they are available. And um, so part of that is uh telling people about movies that i think they like that they cannot yet see mm-hmm. so i've just been doing a lot of that the past couple of days and driving away everyone who i'm friends with and just really thinning the herd of people who will put up with me and i think that's been really good because it's been a while since i've had a festival <laughs> like that yeah well uh i'm happy for you then yeah it'll be interesting i saw an Thank article you. and i sent Thank it you. to you and i was going to try to summarize it but it was basically kind of asking uh, what songs are going to be eligible because it's just I think the whole like eligibility thing is so funny this year for the Oscars um, I mean it's like a, it's totally insane yeah <laughs> like everything is wonky <laughs> I mean the song eligibility stuff is always a little more nuanced than you think it's going to be because of the well it can't play over the credits and it has to be an original song inspired by blah blah blah, blah. so that's always difficult but this year it's even more difficult and that's I mean normally by the time we're at Sundance anything that's big at Sundance is next year is in next year's awards conversation uh-huh. and there's some stuff that are playing this year that are like definitely like yeah, Juice and Black, and Black Messiah. Messiah, obviously. Um, the World to Come, Land. I'm trying to think. There's some more, but I don't know. I just, uh, I, I hate this fucking year and how it's making it very difficult for me to organize my letterbox. And I know that's the most important thing in the world right oh, now to everyone. 100%. To everyone. 100%. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm kind of reading over this article right now, and it's asking about Soul, which is something that I hadn't thought about, but... The soundtrack for Soul was split up, um, both Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for the more like techie sounds, and then the jazz mm-hmm. music. And so apparently the Trent Reznor Atticus Ross score uh, is less than the required 60% of the total music in the film, while the jazz part might be considered more source material and not dramatic underscoring. Mm. Um, mm. So. We'll see with that. Like from so Ma Rainey's Baby Let Me Have It All, they're saying that that... Well, Trent and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, I feel like, would probably... I feel like they will probably favor the Mank score. Maybe not. I would. <laughs> uh, well, so the Mank, let's see. The If Only You Could Save Me from Mank, which only lasts a minute in the movie and is barely heard. Uh, so that's not even on any lists. Um. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure. I mean, Micah was amped about going to see Mank. Like, he went to see Mank to listen to the music because he was so excited by the idea of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross using all time period uh, appropriate instruments. Um, but mm-hmm. neither one of us were that impressive, impressed by the music. Oh, my Gosh, you guys are such snobs, mank snobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it should be interesting to see just as a award season gets closer to figure out what exactly is included and what is not. I mean, I'm sure, like we talked about it last week, the like original music, that's a little bit easier. Like Leslie Odom mm-hmm. Jr. Speak Now, we talked about that last week. Um Yes. Well, next Tuesday will be the short lists will be announced. So I feel like that's one really thing, like when you actually kind of start seeing things starting to firm up. Yeah. At least that's when I start going, okay, how am I doing in documentary and foreign film and animated? What do I need oh to Oh my watch? God, I'm <laughs> fucking sucking it up. I need to get caught up. But um, yeah, so I think, that, I mean, we've talked about it before. This is like the most exciting time of the year for us. So... Exactly. I'm excited. Globes nominations coming soon. Yes. <sighs> and I mean, I'm sure that Just for the Globes and TV and uh, movies, 
we'll uh, get to see some Queen's Gambit in there. Um, mm. And who knows? There was what a lot else? of good TV last year. There was a lot of good TV, um, even though I'm still kind of struggling through Bridgerton. The last I don't think this Bridgerton's year. really gonna, I mean, it's not gonna, or was it? You know, Nor? Or was it? Fair. <laughs> How are they breaking up? I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Yeah. I uh, I just, it's the best time of the year. It's the most <sighs> wonderful time of the year. Um, and you know what? And sighing and soft smiling. Well, I was just thinking about how, like, this is the time of the year where we're, like, going to movies and we're so excited about getting to see things and crossing things off of our checklist. And then the Oscars come around, and then, like, a couple weeks later, you would come to visit, and we'd go to South By. And then we'd get to watch, like, I, not Oscar Beatty movies, oh, but still fun oh, movies. I know. South By is such a good, like, palate cleanser. Like, from, Sundance like feels this. heavy. It is, 100%. It absolutely is. It's a slog. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff, but it's not like, <laughs> oh, book smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of my favorite movies in recent years have come out of Sundance. Namely, two movies with Bo Burnham. I mean, Promising Young Woman came out of Sundance. Yeah, eighth grade and... and uh, eighth grade, exactly. Promising Young Woman was <laughs> Sundance. And they were both going to be yeah. at uh, South By. Yeah, I feel like the, oh, the like, drama, dramedies that are get a lot of attention from Sundance kind of get kicked over to South by for like an extra oomph. So it's not a premiere. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like dark, like promising young woman. Yeah. Like I bet uh, like the Nicolas Cage w- would have played. Probably. Oh, and definitely the Edgar Wright Sparks documentary. Mm-hmm. That's some real South by bait. <laughs> Well, anyway. Oh, my gosh. This year, what if Edgar Wright would have brought that to South By and then you would have met? gone and seen Edgar Wright? I'm going to cry. I know. I'm going to cry. I can't think about it. Maybe <sighs> by next year. It's okay. Let's start talking about the dig. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say, you know, in happier news, there was the British yeah. drama called The Dig, which was based off a novel. Have you read it? Mm-hmm. You, no, oh, didn't even know it existed. I was like, you've read this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> no. Um, do you want to give the, the high-level overview? I will. So Carrie Mulligan is a, 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 a widow on young the woman. state. In, yes, a, she's a promising young woman in Suffolk. Um, and it's kind of like right before England enters World War II uh, is the timeline. And she has a archaeologist, Rafe Fines, come out and kind of do some uh, exploration on her land because she has a hunch that there is some treasure to be dug up. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and uh, there is a dig. Yes. Uh, and there's drama around the dig. And and that is the movie. <laughs> yeah, both drama with the actual uh, digging and with the people who are mm-hmm. doing the digging. The diggers, we should say. Oh, yeah. The diggers. <laughs> I mean, the archaeologists, probably. <laughs> I um, guess that gives but, a little bit of a nicer yeah. term for it. <laughs> the diggers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, I mean, I feel like the principal cast is Carrie Mulligan, Rafe Fiennes, and then Lily James, uh, <laughs> Johnny Flynn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the... And when I saw that cast, I was like, hello, made for me? <laughs> it was almost like that potato movie. <laughs> the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society? Yeah, if it only had... Matthew Good, that would have really rounded this out. I thought that was Glenn Powell. <laughs> oh, it does have Glenn Powell. <laughs> and Matthew Good. <laughs> and Michael Hoosman, or, yeah, from Flight Attendant. And it's Lily James, right? He's like the, yeah, and, he, and Michael Hoosman from the Flight Attendant is like the actual love interest. So that is your favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time, I've seen it once. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the yeah, movie. I never saw it. I like. I did recently. I saw an article that was like this. T- this town in England is completely COVID-free, and it was like it's called Guernsey. I'm like, no, I'm aware of, of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. What a ridiculous uh, name! I'm sorry, world. Honestly, what a ridiculous I, yeah. Movie. It's also it's also named after a book, and I have read that book, so that is something to know about me. There's a little fun fact for, about Meg. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, so this movie... Stop. Yeah. <laughs> this is an audio medium. She just put Edward in the corner of the camera, so he was just, like, peeking out in the screen. I'm on my worst behavior today. Which is fun because we have a timeline today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a, we have things to do, and I'm really Griffin Newman-ing it up over you here. You are, and I'm the David Sims, as always. Um, well, Keep us on track. What did you think of the movie itself? I liked it a lot. I mean, you I liked think it a lot. You know, it's obviously yeah, a lot. Like, what did you give it on? Not a lot. <laughs> I could probably give it like a three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Well, know. like I liked Judas and the Black Messiah a lot. <laughs> Okay, I was just being, I, I liked it, okay? But I, didn't, I guess I didn't like it a lot. I feel like I'm being attacked here. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean. I thought it was, I mean, it was like pretty like mellow, but I just like, it was just a nice little warm bath of a movie. It was a warm bath of a movie, but don't let anyone walk in on you while you're taking a bath, as we learn. Oh my gosh. In the movie. As Lily James just leaves the door unlocked because she needs some excitement. Yeah, how dare she? Um, yeah, I mean, I admittedly our schedule was a bit wonky this week, and uh, I yeah. watched this during work, so I was, wasn't paying a ton of attention. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my god, everyone must watch this. It's it's an incredible film or anything like that. But I mean, I thought that it was good. I probably would have, I haven't rated it yet, but I probably would have given it like a three and a half, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was texting you that it kind of felt, at least in the very beginning, uh, Terrence Malicky, and that it's like very calm. And the music was rolling hills. Oh my God, the English countryside. <laughs> I was like, take me there. Also, it was fun to see, uh, to see Carrie Mulligan in this kind of lens as opposed to promising young woman it it like felt appropriate for her and all of a sudden I was like is she like five years or five or ten years older than how old I thought she was um but I have no concept of how old Carrie Mulligan is but she always looks great yeah I I don't not that it matters let's look up how old she is (laughs) it doesn't uh but yeah no I I mean I think this is like I mean husband the Mumford Some of my early Carrie Mulligan is, like, very, like, Gatsby, and this is, like, I don't know, anytime her hair is like this, I'm like, meh, Carrie Mulligan. This is a good Carrie Mulligan. She's 35, <laughs> for reference. Um, okay. But, yeah. no, I mean... I, I guess I would have guessed around that. I thought that it was good. I kind of... I mean, I was happy that there was some of that, like, interpersonal drama, um, especially with mm-hmm. Lily James's character, Peggy, and her husband. Obviously, that was kind of interesting to watch unfold. And then also watching her be kind of taken by the Rory character because, I mean, I think I can speak for everyone mm-hmm. on this podcast when we say that we have a huge crush on Johnny Flynn. We really, we we all have a crush on Johnny Flynn. And <laughs> I... She's pulled up at her. He has like a little... <laughs> Edward also has a crush on Johnny Flynn. Um, uh, he has a camera, and he just like has like a really soft boy attitude. Yeah. He's just like taking his little pictures. When she and discovers, when she's looking at the pictures, when she discovers, and there the, are like a lot of them are of her. Like, it's very love actually. I thought it was really <laughs> cute when she discovered something, and she was like just like stunned. I mean, I would have to imagine yeah. that being an archaeologist being someone who has very little knowledge about archaeologists that you're just like digging 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 with little reward and so for her to actually find something she was just like so visibly stunned and then he was like wait hold it one second just look here and he wanted to capture that moment which i mean i swooned Mm -hmm. 
Um, and like, and like, he really like had an eye for that because like they were in love. You yeah. know? <laughs> he was like, "You should leave your husband, and we'll run away together." Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. was like, and "Well, my husband is not attracted to me, so it doesn't right. sound so like a bad idea." It's it's probably best for all involved. Yeah, <laughs> that we, you know amicably call it quits so that she can go get with Johnny Flynn because I think that's good I mean I would get with Johnny Flynn if it were me film criticism right here (laughs) (laughs) Lauren what'd you like about the movie well I liked the score I liked how it looked I liked seeing the English countryside how old is Carrie Mulligan and I want to sleep with Johnny Flynn Um, in a nutshell thus far the conversation <laughs> oh my god um, we are trash <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then well so it's funny because we mike and i just watched oh fuck red dragon uh which is you did yeah, when we were when we were in Utah, oh, interesting. we watched Why? Silence of the Lambs because I'm always like, hey, do you want to watch Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs? And then I always start watching it, and I'm like, yeah, this fucks, but also, like, I'm a little scared. Um, mm-hmm. And then the next night, we were looking for something to watch, and we were like, oh, or I was oh, like... we didn't talk about this. I've heard, always heard that either the precursor or the sequel is really good, um, so we thought we would give... Yeah, Manhunter, you chose wrong. Well, no, well... Red Dragon wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Manhunter slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Rafe Fiennes is in that. And so then, of course, we're watching it. And I'm like, it's so funny because, like, he's the murderer, spoiler alert, in um, <laughs> Red Dragon. And he has, like, all of these, like, tattoos all over his body. I don't know if you've ever seen. Um, but my first introduction to him Besides, because he's Voldemort, right? Yes, he is. But that's kind of its own. Uh, yeah. So I would say my first introduction with him to him was Made in Manhattan. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right. That would have been mine too. I just didn't. It didn't like. Yeah, you're like, who is this guy that like made Jennifer Lopez is like getting with? And Tyler Posey is in that too. Who um. Right. Comes up on the group yeah, I'm chat. Every once in a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> moving past. But yeah, and so it's so funny because I was explaining to him like the premise of Made in Manhattan to like try to give him like a visual of what like ten year old or twelve year old Lauren was seeing uh, when she saw him, and then to see him as a murderer, and then to see him in this. And I feel like most of the things I see him in, he's not as subdued as he was in this one. He was, like, so meek. Yeah, this was a very quiet Rafe Fiennes. I mean, when I think of, like, recent quintessential to me Rafe Fiennes, I think about, like, I mean, a bigger splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not huge. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he's pretty big in Grand Budapest. Hail oh, Caesar yeah. has one incredible scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is pretty. This was pretty mellow for him. Well, and it's interesting because he's been attached to this since the get-go. Apparently, in 2018, uh, Nicole Kidman and Ray Fiennes were in negotiations, and you know Nicole Kidman is like booked and busy 24/7, and so she dropped out by August of 2019, um, and then Carrie Mulligan was cast. If you don't lock her down, she's <laughs> off. She's off doing something. My else. God, like I don't know. I don't know if Nicole. I don't know. If, Nicole, I, I think it would have been different. Yeah. Uh, I I think that Carrie Mulligan, I, I mean, I, I think she's a star. I don't think that she is as big of a presence as Nicole Kidman. I feel like Carrie Mulligan can yes. kind of like, you can lose her in the role. Like, I watch Nicole Kidman yeah. and shit. Even when... These days, and it's like Even the when accent, Nicole is being the wigs. Subdued. You know, it's <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Big. So, <laughs> yeah. Which Bryce is going to yell at us for talking <sighs> like that about his girl. I, I'm not talking shit about Nicole Kidman. She she does excellent work. I'm just saying, even when she's can doing some something small, it's more of a choice. In my opinion. Like yeah. in The Undoing, what the fuck so was Googled... that accent? Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> don't do, you can't open this door. We're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> um, I looked up Ray Fines and I'm seeing he was the lead in the reader. So there's something I had no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> worth mentioning, I suppose. Never seen the reader. Have you seen Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> I have seen Handmaid's Tale season one. His brother I'm is in it. Really? His brother is the like uh, the main bad guy, so to speak. Hold, please. Oh, interesting. Um, I mean, they do a good bad guy. Yeah, he's... Uh, the family does a good bad guy. Well, I remember he was... His brother, how I first... What I always associate with him, what I always remember, was that his brother was actually going to play Michael Jackson in something. Uh, and that was, like, a big deal. But, yeah, I'm just... That's weird. I don't know if that... Oh, you know what he's good in that he's subdued in is Quiz Show. It's an excellent Commander Fred Waterford is who um, Joseph finds place. He's like the main guy. Oh, so like when she's like off it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that in a long time. I have no desire to uh, And I guess, I mean, he's not huge in Bruges, but that's like a very winky performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we entered Trump's America and I just could not. Even though I started it, um, Handmaid's in Trump's America, <laughs> but I was just like, Bradley Whitford, I love you, but I I, I cannot engage with I this. Can't, I can't do this with you. Love people, or great for people I um, was watching it. a Sundance movie, and there was a very brief Bradley Whitford appearance, and I'm like, well, now Nora's going to have to see this, even though, in my opinion, not a great movie. We can talk later. Oh, I was told that there's a new show on, I think it's Amazon Prime with Anna Paquin, and Bradley Whitford is in one episode of it. And my friend Mike texted me and he was like, it's a good show, but Bradley Whitford is incredible in this one episode. And it's like <laughs> worth it for you to watch the entire show. I was like, I'm listening. <laughs> is that the one where she's like, literally have no idea. I don't know. Never mind. Let me pull know. it up. All it's right. called Flack. She's an executive producer on it. Oh, it's from 2019 to present. So it's on second season. Who the fuck knew? Um, Is this one where she's like a fixer? <laughs> she's an American PR executive living in London. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought it was. Um, I think I've seen ads. I literally had never heard of it, and now on Amazon, when I go on there, it it, it tells me uh, to watch it. Oh well, yeah, because he, Bradley. <laughs> Bradley Whitford. He's like the Nicole Kidman of uh, TV. TV. You can say. Because he, he pops up fucking everywhere. Um, anywho, how do we get here? Now I'm on Bradley Whitford's Wikipedia page. Let's let's not pretend that like half of our conversations don't end up with you on Bradley <laughs> Whitford's Wikipedia page. Um, I just want to marry him. Micah's kind of cooled it okay. on uh This is one of the this is one of those people where, like, I like I appreciate Bradley Whitford, but, like, I have no desire to marry Bradley Whitford, and I feel like it's nice that I can just, this is, like, this is all you, you know? No competition. If I met Bradley Whitford, I'd introduce you guys, and I, I hope for the best. Yeah, well, me too. Wink, wink. Um, anywho, <laughs> should we get back to the dig? The dig. So one thing that I thought was interesting about this, and it's going to make me sound like a, such a idiot is like whenever I think of archaeology I think of like dinosaur bones and they're like it's a ship and I was like oh right there are all sorts of things under <laughs> yeah I mean I think that that's I mean <laughs> I'm an idiot I mean Indiana Jones wasn't digging for dinosaur bones right I know but Indiana Jones to me is an archaeologist he's Indiana Jones he's his own thing okay I mean that's fair uh yeah I I guess I I I wasn't familiar with the story going into this so I wasn't quite sure what the the dig was uh so to speak Mm -hmm. but I did think it was interesting I mean I liked how it looked with like the shell of the boat and whatnot so I thought it was cool I mean it's based on a true story apparently all these people Mm -hmm. uh, have their own Wikipedia pages so clearly they're all they're all made something of themselves Um, and then of course there's like the political struggle of Basil Brown which is who Ray Fine plays and 
he I think it said at the end of the movie it was like he didn't actually get any recognition for his role in it until until recently yeah so that's kind of wild yeah but I mean I I thought it was good I I maybe recommend it to my dad I don't know if my mom would really I already recommended it to I already recommended it to my mom (laughs) I don't know if my mom would really care that much for it I mean this is see and this is the kind of movie that it's like well, granted, like I said, I was watching it while I was working. So maybe uh, if I had seen this in theaters, I would have connected with it more. But I was just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's like God, I miss a, a dig. They're digging up things, buried treasure, yeah, uh, some interpersonal drama. That's kind of fun to watch. But uh, it, I don't know. I just, yeah thought it was fine. I mean, it is like a quiet movie. It's not like there's a ton of stuff going on, but I just think it was like, I thought it was like a nice little movie and I liked um, like all the stuff with, you know, when they would like, I liked at the, at the end when they like put all the blankets and pillows in the boat and they laid in the boat and looked at the stars and uh, a lot of good like Downton era dresses from Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was like a little small cute delight. I'll probably never watch it again, but you know. It's because I'm busy. Got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like there are some historical inaccuracies. For example, Please. Edith was in her 50s, so would have been a little bit more appropriate if a Nicole Kidman would have played her. Um, mm-hmm. And then Charles Phillips was in his late 30s, but played by someone in his 60s. And mm. also, it looks like. Um, Rory is fictional as a love interest for Peggy. Yeah. And the that character uh, is depicted as a photographer. In reality, multiple people took photos, and two women were extensively photographed at the site, were included or excluded from the book and film in order to create a more romantic storyline. So, well, you know, that's Hollywood, baby. I mean, as I wanted to see Johnny Flynn, so sorry, not sorry. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, what, what were they not going to kiss in a movie I'm here to watch? I think not. Please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you didn't see Stardust, right? The Johnny Flynn, David Bowie movie? Oh my God, Johnny Flynn is. Yeah. Is that out? Wait, is this true? Is he 37 years old and married for almost a decade with three children? Or is Wikipedia just, like, totally fucking up shit? I mean, that could be true, but that would... I mean, that would blow my fucking mind if that were true. (laughs) How do we not know this? He married... Oh, my God, Meg, could have been you. A theater designer. Me! Theater designer. (laughs) Oh, my God. It could have been. <laughs> they married in 2011, and they have dated on and off since secondary school, and they have three children oh gosh, together. Just to hear it. Gabriel, wow. Ida, and Lorca. Well, I'm happy for them, but I wish it were me. Looks like Johnny Flynn was in an episode of a TV show called Les Miserables. He played Felix. Does that make you feel a certain... I mean... Do we, do we know that it's not Les Miserables? I guess I don't think there is a character in Les Mis called Felix unless he's just one of the barricade boys that I'm unaware of. It says it's based off of the novel. Oh, it had Dominic West okay, and well. Lily Collins. Emily in Paris herself. Oh, yes. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, but this was recent. It was 2018. I remember. Yeah, that's recent. Yeah. Um, I, time hasn't moved <laughs> since 2019, haven't Three you Three years ago. Um... Yeah. Me and my sister uh, are three years I remember apart. when that was happening, and in my head I was like, uh, this will, I'll come back to this. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. good. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Any other thoughts? No, I mean, I'd say it's probably like in my top two movies about digging. He, oh, Johnny Flynn has, Flynn has been cast in the Showtime show Ripley with Andrew Scott. Another oh, fave of the podcast. 
And he's in a heist musical star. Ripley, what's that about? Isn't that the talented Mr. Ripley show? Aren't they making that into I was wondering if it is. But are they making that into a show? And if so, I need to learn more about this. Oh, right. He Andrew plays, Scott is he in the plays new talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. Yes. Oh. Johnny I had no Flynn idea. Plays I knew Andrew Dickie. Scott was in that. Interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's I, definitely how I would cast that. I was just too. thinking when we did our first Netflix party and we watched Talented Mr. Ripley and someone not saying who, like, mm. rewound so we could see G-Log get out of the bathtub again. Um, mm-hmm. It's fine. Everything's normal. I'm sure no one will be able to figure that out. <laughs> uh, and he's also in a heist musical starting Will... I don't know. Pol- Pol- Poltier? Polter? The guy from... Will Poulter, the, the guy from... We Are the Millers. The guy who's going to be... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyebrows. From Detroit. Eyebrows. Yeah. I think he's Chronicles in like Chronicles of a, Narnia, The like Voyage Maze of Runner. the Dawn. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. He's like <laughs> Eustace. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've only seen Chronicles of Narnia, the Dawn Treader, a few times. It is not Prince Caspian. He's not in Prince Caspian. I would have said it off the bat if he were. Um, <laughs> oh my god Johnny okay. Flynn had a song for Emma do you think he'll get nominated for an Academy Award um, I don't think it's eligible because it doesn't play in the yeah, movie the it plays over the credits, credits but it is good and it does get stuck in my head and uh, he has a great voice so I'll, I'll, I will watch any musical he does except for Stardust I didn't know it was out <laughs> It must not be that good. No, I think it was bad because uh, it came out and then I, no one talked about it, um, which made me exactly. a little sad. Uh, generally, it was met with generally unfavorable reviews on Metacritic with a weighted average score of 35 out of 100 based on 19 reviews. And it has a Rotten Tomatoes of 16% okay. of the 64 critics. <clears throat> so Yeah, that's not that good. I mean, it doesn't sound like it really came out. 18 Metacritic reviews? It was scheduled to premiere at Tribeca, then that was canceled, so instead it premiered at San Diego International Film Festival in October, on John Mayer's birthday, October 16th. Um, In August 2020, IFC Films acquired the distribution, (laughs) and it was released on November 25th, 2020. So... I don't recall this at all. Oh my god, Mark Maron's in it? He's his publicist. Mark Maron is like the second build person in this movie. Is this interesting audio? Feel free to write us in, guys. Is it interesting to hear me just look at Wikipedia? I was Wikipedia? just about to say, I feel, I, feel, I feel like we should get off Wikipedia. I feel like we should be back in the moment. Come hang out with us in the moment. <laughs> I'm holding up Edward again. Oh um, my god. <laughs> all right, so the dig. Um, let's bring it back Remember when I was like, we're trying to be a lot more official this year in 2021. Um, I thought the dig was fine. I wouldn't recommend it to... If you want to watch a movie that's on Netflix, go ahead and watch it. But I I, I wouldn't like go out of my way to watch it unless... I mean, maybe you like a, a period piece. I know that there are people out there who this is like their shit just from like... The, the time period that's the thing like if this sounds like something you'd like you'd probably like it like if you just want to sit down with a cup of tea and enjoy go a off movie to England where Ray finds brushes dirt off things you're gonna enjoy it you know it's exactly what you expect but which might be you know, great I don't think that this is like pandemic stressful a, a hidden gem wink wink oh my god pandemic is stressful so oh my god <laughs> i think that uh i think that that could be good but it's not necessarily my cup of tea um if i had to see carrie mulligan if i had my pick of carrie mulligan roles i would do promising young woman but also yeah obviously promising young woman stars like are promising blind. young woman's like one of our favorite movies of the year so yeah it's not really fair compare uh any other thoughts no like i said Top two movies about digging. Any recommendations? Oh, I'm not prepared. I should have done my homework. Recommendations. I was going to recommend. I guess I recommend ordering a collectible doll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. He's like, 
he is very scary. Please, like, stop putting him. This is like what the horrors are made out of. Good lord. Um, you're just like putting him towards the camera. I was making him kiss you. I don't want to kiss him. If it was a Bradley Whitford doll, could you imagine if there was a Bradley? You'd get Whitford... glitter all over yourself. Could you imagine if there was a Bradley Whitford Barbie? Probably not a Barbie, but I bet we can find an off-brand Bradley Whitford. <laughs> Please. I'll look into that for you. <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm sure some weirdo made little West Wing dolls at some point on Etsy. I'll look into it for you. Uh, I'd want him to move, though, because I love how he walks on the West Wing. Anyway, um, I think my recommendation... Well, I doubt they're that custom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's specific to his gait. <laughs> uh, I think my recommendation is... Uh, well, so I went camping this weekend, and it was really hard for me because I wanted to sit in my the trailer all weekend and watch Bravo, and I only did that once or twice, um, which I, I would like to commend myself for, but that is to say that I've been thoroughly enjoying getting caught up on the real trashiness of Bravo TV, so... Okay. And now that you said that, I realize what my recommendation actually is, which is a video game. Have I ever done this other than, I mean, I guess Animal Crossing. And this game is very Animal Crossing adjacent. It's called Stardew Valley, and I'm playing it with all of my friends except for Noriega. What? What other? Stardew Valley. (laughs) Wow. I'm playing it with a lot of people. All of your friends? (laughs) Except for you. You have group chats without me where you organize playing this game? Wow. Okay. All right. Oh gosh, this is so awkward. I have like upwards of three group chats without you, and one of them is my whole life. Oh my god. Okay. Well, uh, hope you guys Should enjoyed our one? final episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made a schedule and everything, and now it's over. Oh, this is all my fault. It's over. So, uh, what's this game about? Uh, it sounds so lame, and it is pretty lame. You farm. You 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 inherit a little farm, and then you like farm. So it's like Farmville. I never played Farmville. Nor did I. But probably. I mean, how different can farming games be? <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a little town. You can go into the little town and give people gifts. It's very mellow. <laughs> it's very Animal Crossing. It's very The Dig. Mellow. It's very The Dig. You know. So mellow. I'm getting texts about Stardew Valley right now. One of my friends just automated their farm. They don't have to water anymore. Okay. Well, stop bragging, all right? Um <laughs> Do you play this on your Game Boy or whatever it is, your Switch? No, I don't have a Game Boy. I have a Switch, you loser. Um, it, no, I actually got it on my computer, so it's like $15. I just got it on my computer. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I've maxed out on pretending to care about Stardew Valley, so... You gave me more than you you gave me more than I deserve, and I appreciate it. Yeah, that. especially after you, like, dragged me and called me out for not being a part of this exclusive club. Nor you'd hate it. Oh, I 100% <laughs> would not. Yeah. Would not care about this, like, I don't invite layer. you to things that you wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, no, I do appreciate that. Anywho. Of course. All right, so uh, that was our episode on The Dig. <laughs> Amazing. The Dig. All right. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.